Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Today we're going to talk about how mood-altering drugs keep the outside world static. What I'm talking about is when you take a drug that allows you to alter your mood, it takes away the necessity of altering the environment outside of you that caused the mood. So some people, they get, for example, frustrated with their job, and instead of going out and finding a new job, they go home and get high and realize, eh, it's not so bad. So if you can alter your mood, you're going to be less motivated to alter your outside world. So if you're constantly taking drugs to alter your mood, guess what? Your outside world is not going to change that much. It's going to stay basically the way it is because you've made yourself cool with it by taking the mood-altering drug. Chances are, if you didn't take the drug, you would just naturally change your environment to make yourself feel better. But if you've got the shortcut of changing your emotional state, changing your mood through mood-altering drugs, you're just not going to take that road. And so it's very unsurprising that your life would change at all or that you would ever do anything different than what you were doing yesterday. You're never going to break out of the chain as long as you're using mood-altering drugs. You're always going to remain in the station you are with, this, with very low level of accomplishment. Accomplishment comes from using the frustration of not having accomplishment, fueling that into having it. And then you get the feeling of accomplishment, which is a pleasurable feeling. If you're just getting the pleasurable feeling from a drug... It's just a shortcut, but nothing changes in your life because accomplishment creates changes in your life, and the byproduct of accomplishment is pleasure. That's usually what you're going for when you feel frustrated that you haven't really done anything great or you haven't done anything worth noting in a while, and you just feel like your life is just this static thing that never progresses. Chances are you're delving too much into mood-altering drugs. Now, for people who take antidepressants, that's just a constant state of mood alteration. You're never going to change your world. You're never going to change anything about your world. It's going to be just fine. Now, there's some who argue, well, that's fine. I want my world to be just fine. I just want to feel fine. I don't care really how it is. I don't care about accomplishing anything. I just want to feel good in my life. That's fine, but that can only occur within a progress. If you're in the same scene in a movie forever, after a while, that movie's going to get boring no matter how good it is. Life is about changing scenes. There's a part of your organism that requires it. There's a part of your organism that dies when it doesn't get it. Now, you've probably explored more than your share of internal reality, internal mood alteration, if you're a avid drug user. And by drugs, I'm talking about coffee. I'm talking about cigarettes. I'm talking about alcohol. I'm talking about anything that alters your mood and the harder stuff. And the more intense it is, the less you're going to want to change your reality. You want to keep reality kind of the way it's... You want, to, you want to keep it the way it is while you're playing the video game of taking this drug. 
And if that's just a constant thing, essentially you're sitting in your room playing a video game all day instead of going out in the world and playing real life. Now, if this is not some grand revelation to you, great. But if it is kind of hitting with you that, yeah, my life really hasn't changed in a while. Like, I've been kind of doing the same shit for like 10 fucking years or whatever. Chances are there's a mood-altering drug in there that's making it easier. Check it out. Like, if you were in jail, it would be a lot easier to get high every day and be in jail than just be in jail sober. And if you were in jail sober, you would be, like, figuring out all kinds of ways. You'd be going to, like, the law library and checking out books on figuring out ways that you can get yourself free. But if someone just gave you a big old bag of weed or a bunch of alcohol or whatever kind of drug you wanted to just, you could just play in your mind the whole time. You wouldn't need to leave the jail to feel okay. But when you look at it from the outside, you li- you're living in a prison. This is no good. So mood-altering drugs essentially imprison you in this in the reality that you created when you were on them. You've basically created, if you're an avid drug user, you've essentially just created a drug den of a life that doesn't change. And you just want to keep it that way and you want everyone to shut up. And you don't want to think about the future and you don't want to think about anything. You just want to do the drug and feel better and move on. Yes, and you're here to help. But you don't live for yourself. You live just to alter your mood, to have the space to do it. It's kind of an odd existence, but it's a prison existence. This world is not a prison. It doesn't have to be. When you take mood-altering drugs, you essentially are admitting that it is. You're accepting it as a prison that you must take mind-altering substances to enjoy. That can't be good for you. It's got to be something bad. I don't care how fun drugs are. Now, drugs, they occupy this strange line on the line of reality and fantasy. With the conjunction of the mind, certain drugs, when taken very sparingly, can allow you to jump up extra levels. But it's just a one-time jump. It's a one-time dose. It's a one-time out of a long period of sobriety where where drugs kind of have that effect. If they're being used for just everyday mood enhancement, they're nothing but prison. Shackles. That's all they are. Interesting, right? The same thing that would be a prison shackle doing it every day can actually free you from shackles if you do it like once a month. So this is part of an ongoing series that I'm going to try to include on here about how to do drugs. Because most people don't know what they're doing. They're usually either doing them constantly um, or they're 
avoiding them completely. There's very few people that are using drugs in a responsible way, in a way that a shaman would use drugs, not his dumb disciple or his spoiled son. Using drugs is a very solemn occasion, and it's not something to be taken lightly as in a party atmosphere. If you want to have a good heart-to-heart with somebody after a long period, okay, I can understand, like, smoking some weed with him and doing that. But if it's just an everyday thing, if it's just something that you're constantly doing, you're not going to get out of it anything, really. In fact, it's going to be part of your prison. It's going to be the shackles that keep you in prison. So these are the two things. It's like this very enlightening thing can also become a shackle onto your wrist if you abuse it. Maybe that's the journey you needed to to have. You know, we talked before about not taking real full responsibility or feeling guilty for having been on drugs for such a long time. We can't really control what we've been doing. We're, this thinking part is not really making the decisions. It's not really controlling action. So we can let go of the guilt, but we can also realize what's going on. Sometimes just knowledge itself changes the organism. Because the knowledge that you have, the knowledge that you can gain, will be shared with the organism controlling action. So when you find something to be true, that's how it can control action. If you can believe something, but not just believe it, but know it. So if you know that it's true, that drugs are essentially shackles on your being, shackles on your outward situation, that they are the shackles of a prison when used on a daily basis. Can that knowledge affect the thing which is doing the drugs, which is really not the person listening to this, but can that knowledge affect that being? Because the being now has that knowledge. And it's in undisputed. Because naturally, our moods are there to get us to work onto the environment, to get us to change it. You don't like what's going on in the world? Well, go out and change it, is what they say. Now, of course, how do you get your organism, which really isn't in control, which you aren't really in control of, to do that? Well, it's to just get a few facts on the table. And this is a fact. The fact of drugs, mood-altering drugs. You know, the prison thing is the greatest thing you can just think about. You would be fine in prison with a whole lot of drugs. I mean, basically fine. You still want to get out, but it would be less uh, severe if you had a whole bunch of mind-altering drugs in prison. But... If you didn't have any, you would be out of that prison. You would find a way out. We are very much prisoners of our being, of who is in control of our action. We're just passengers. But 
the one thing that we have control of is what we know. What we really know. That's why this Lectures of Fallen Wisdom is so important because all these things that I'm talking about are things that you need to put into your head and know them. And then your being will act accordingly. Your being will come to know them. And your being will make decisions based on them. And that's all it takes. <laughs> it's really not much effort. It's just understanding it. Just being like, yes, I don't want to be a prisoner anymore of my environment, so I will stop taking mood-altering drugs all the time. I'll take them on special occasions during an ayahuasca ceremony or at the very, I would say, at the very most once a week. Anymore, and you're just kind of imprisoning yourself and even the once a week if your if your outward situation is not improving you might have to cut that too try it once a month but the whole point is what's your drug of choice what's your mood altering drug of choice learn to live without it learn to live to live happily without it. I'm telling you this as your fellow prisoner. We can break out of this thing. Thanks for listening.